0: A simple scale to say, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. I'm Craig. This is my little podcast. Not sure why it's little. It's short, and it's for my friends and people who are getting to know me. <clears throat> Excuse me. It is a beautiful morning here on the Outer Banks of North Carolina. It was like spring last week, last couple of weeks, like 70 degree temperatures, pollen everywhere. Felt like April. If April's nice, we can get crappy Aprils here, or let's say difficult Aprils. Um, But there's always this thing on the Outer Banks, which is like, just wait. So in the last handful of days, we've gotten that beautiful, beautiful March weather where it's sunny and it feels like it wants to be spring, like it looks like spring, but there is a wonderful wind coming out of the Northeast all across the ocean. 15 miles an hour, consistent, and it's chilly. It's cold, like gloves weather. And it gets in your bones, and you're you're at uh, odds with yourself because you're like, it's spring, I have spring fever, but I'm dressing like it's winter. It's really weird. And if you haven't taken a vacation in the winter here on the Outer Banks, it can be really annoying if you're not ready for it. If you're not willing to surrender into the isness of the windness, <laughs> I actually love it because it's, uh, it's in the nar it's the gnar, the gnarly. Um, how are you? Where are you? Uh, what are you doing? I hope you're being good to yourself and that things around you are as peaceful as they can be. Uh, I haven't talked to you since last week. Uh, Let's see what's going on. Great time making music with Steve from the band Everything. Uh, I am happy to announce that at some point in April, we are launching a crowdfund. I do believe it will be done through Kickstarter uh, to get our friends, fans, and family people's to uh, join us on the journey for making uh, the first Everything record in about 17 years. And why that's exciting is Nathan, Stephen, and I have been having a blast playing music in the last year. Uh, It culminated in a sold-out show at the 930 Club in D.C. It was beautiful. We have great musicians working with us. And Steve, Nate, and I have been having so much fun hanging out together and writing music together and producing that music. Now, what's great is, is that we have an extra almost 20 years of playing music individually, sometimes together, uh, 20 years of life experience, 20 years of ideas, uh, working in the, uh, on the box, right? So Steve and I both have been producers uh, of various projects for many, many years. Uh, Nathan is just such an incredible musician and drummer, and I got to say we've been having uh, magic. And so we had a beautiful kind of pre-production hang down here. Uh, I will let you all know about when this Kickstarter happens. Uh, We could use all of the support. And uh, I'm excited about what's coming forth. Uh, I have also been working on finishing a lot of the material that I have been writing for myself in the last 20 years. So that's also uh, happening. I've been working with a great husband and wife duo out of Nashville, uh, Rachel Beauregard and Dean Berner. Dean is a really great, what a great name, Dean Berner. Um, he's a great Dobro player. And so there's been some beautiful things going on and there's a really great network of people that I'm tapping into, uh, that's going to just make more magic, more magic, more connection. How much fun is that? Um, today's topic, I write topics down and then I forget the topics cause I don't do this every day. This is just a a little conversation I have about the world. Uh, today's topic is, uh, who is influencing you? And it came to me in a moment because I was drinking coffee and I started to look at my Apple news feed, which I do a little bit. And we can talk about my media ecosystem because I am very specific about who I pay attention to, which is related to this topic, but that specific uh, branch of it could be its own thing. So I was looking down and I saw like a BuzzFeed, like, you know, 10 whatever's about dating someone or something, some BuzzFeed list, right? And I just, I was like, I put the phone down. I was like, no, like I'm drinking coffee. I'm hanging out with Trisha. It's sunny out. It's the beginning of the day. Like, I don't need to look to worry about BuzzFeed. And that's so indicative of nervously checking your iPhone, which is a supercomputer, that's connected to the world in all of the ways. And uh, Twitter is the same, they're all the same where you can literally be like, ah, you know, I'm supposed to be working on this. And then you look down at your phone and you can see something written by someone, a headline. You can see a video of, of the war in Ukraine. You can watch a monkey. I follow Kiki, the spider monkey. You can watch a tiny little monkey ride a skateboard around these dogs that she lives with. It's amazing. Um, And each one of these things grabs our attention and it becomes influential. And if you take that thread where, you know, what are you paying attention? What shows are you watching, right? What authors are you reading? What talking heads are we listening to? Like how many stories are we hearing about through the lens of somebody else, Right. Unless you're directly there, it's always going to be through a lens of somebody else. And who is that person? What are their biases? What's the format in which they're communicating? How many times are we listening to someone and they're saying, Hey, here's my version of this story? How much is just straight up opinion and editorializing rather than just saying, Here's like the facts of the story, and you get to sort of make your own judgment? And I think that we are all being influenced. By so much stuff at once, first of all, it's overwhelming. Uh, I believe there is a huge connecting point between our hyperconnectivity through technology and the level of anxiety and depression going on um, because it can be paralyzing if you let it because it sort of takes agency away, right? You've given your attention away to some narrative or something, and then it, you're, you're not practicing self-agency. Right? You're not being disciplined in your own world. You know, This is my experience, right? So I'm saying, so I get that. I'm like, oh my goodness, like climate change, the world's ending soon, right? Or, or a, um, what do you call it? A recovery, not a recovery, but a recession. That's what it is. I lost my train of thought there. Um, a recession, right? The recession's here. There's a recession coming in six months. The economy is going to collapse, right? And these things happen, right? Economies collapse. There are pandemics, There is climate change. All of these things are true, but the way the narrative is around them, right? So it's like, you know, you look at like, what is a recession, right? It's like no growth. How are we measuring growth now? The nature of work has changed so much. What are the metrics? Who's reporting them? And all of that's influential, right? And depending on how much we're in an ecosystem and we're all choosing our own ecosystems, and hopefully you're like me, I try to be discerning about who I'm listening to, what I'm onboarding, and then what are my first principles? And that's an interesting topic because I've been thinking about my own first principles lately, especially with music, what I'm doing, and coaching, and those kinds of things. And I feel like the crazier and more chaotic the world gets informationally-wise, the more first principles are more important for me so that I can just come back to center and go, okay, who am I? What's going on here? Where am I? How's my internal environment? What can I do for myself? And that's also related to my own sobriety. Uh, next f- Wednesday I'm 10 years sober. So I'm, I'm into the journey. And one thing I've learned is, is being hyper aware of my internal environment in a way that's like, okay, is this serving me? What is this? Is this one of my saboteurs talking to me? And this is Shirzad, uh, positive intelligence. Um, is this one of my sage voices? Right. And once again, that comes from PQ Shirzad. um, And so it, you know, a lot of these things are resonating, but it was interesting. So back to the BuzzFeed, that little microsecond where I'm like, oh, there's a dumb BuzzFeed list that I've clicked on in the past, which is like, you know, crazy text you accidentally sent to your grandmother. And what's interesting about that is I did a little podcast about ChatGBT because I've been following that and the story that the New York Times did and a few other people about talking to ChatGBT and asking enough questions that ChatGBT just kind of square waves and turns into Sydney and falls in love and they go down this kind of weird path which is strange, right? I mean, it's not the singularity. It's not general AI, I do believe, but it's freaking weird. And, you know, part with chat is you can ask it to do lists. And like, I asked it to do a 30-year mortgage and it can come up with marketing plans. You can do a lot of things. It's like a, an advanced Google search. Here's how you do it. And it just gives you that thing. And it's going to be replacing a lot of information workers in theory. And one of the things that uh, I heard about is that BuzzFeed had actually fired a bunch of people And some of the people that it had fired are the people that might have been doing these lists because now you can kind of automate through ChatGBT. Hey, ChatGBT, come up with a, you know, BuzzFeed, give me 20 different BuzzFeed style lists. And then ChatGBT goes, okay, here they are, boom, right? And it just saved all this time to make this content that's on my Apple Newsfeed that I can click on and get distracted by that's been exponentially force-multiplied. By AI, and that's influencing me. If I look at it now, I'm not saying this particular list was done by ChatGPT, but conceptually, this is happening. So now, if I'm if I get distracted by my phone and I look at something that can be generated by somebody using AI to do ten of those lists rather than one author trying to do one of those lists, and now they might just be useless wastes of time. Um. So, it's interesting that it's like who is influencing you because that has ramped up in terms of the attention thing. All right. And that goes also to like deep fakes. Like deep fakes are getting really, really good now. And at some stage, you're just going to have to be so discerning about what you watch. And when you get any piece of news, you're like, okay, I have to cross check this through multiple ecosystems to figure out what's real. And it's uh, very, very interesting. So that's my thought experiment for the day or process to think about like who's influencing me because I'm constantly like, Ooh, I'm, is this influencing me? And i like to talk to friends one-on-one and just kind of get a conversation going to test out ideas, find out what's going on and find out what my blind spots are, because I certainly have blind spots. Um, As I get older, like I've become more conservative, not necessarily politically, but more conservative in my actions. And... In some ways, more open-minded, and I'm more willing to be wrong because I realize, like, yeah, I really don't know everything. And if I if I get into something, and that's what I do, is I I hyper research, I take on a lot of information, I get fired up about stuff, I I look at stuff, but it's like that's just a learning curve for me. And then I go out and say, okay, well, what what's the half life on these ideas? What is the truth that I can kind of I can really have my first principles be in line with? Um, This is a weird world, ton of information. And it can knock us all off center. And so talking about who is influencing you and talking to myself about who's influencing me, um, it's tricky. So anyway, those are my thoughts for the day. I hope you're being good to yourself continually. Go out and uh, prosper. Live long and prosper. In the words of Spock.